Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. My name is Tom Barbelay, and today I wanted to talk about Colin Winchester. Colin Winchester was, I think, the Deputy Police Commissioner when I was a child in Canberra, Australia. He was the Federal Police Commissioner. I'm not sure what the Federal Police would be equivalent to in this country. Maybe a little bit like the FBI, but they also have certain jurisdictional elements in Canberra, Australia, so it'd be like if the FBI was the police force also for Washington, D.C. Colin Winchester lived in the same area, the same suburb that I lived in uh, growing up, and I had a school friend, actually, that lived next door to him. I was about a 15-minute walk from his house in terms of where my family home was, and growing up, we were in a cul-de-sac, and the cul-de-sac was on a hill. The cul-de-sac was at the top of the hill, and the street kind of, you know, tapered down to a relatively busy street, uh, which was... uh, Great fun on a bike, but you had to apply brakes very swiftly before you hit the busy street. The neighbours uphill from us were German, and they had a large German shepherd. And really, I don't remember much about them, aside from the fact that this German shepherd's name was Julie. And on a regular basis, you would hear the kind of deep, booming barking of Julie, and then the neighbours would call out, Julie, Julie, and then Julie would stop barking. Eventually, these neighbours became older, and uh, they they passed away progressively. I think the wife was the the last to pass away. And uh, their children got Julie, and soon after they passed away, actually, we happened upon meeting the children and Julie at a park, had a bit of a conversation. I patted Julie. Julie typically wasn't a patable dog. She she was pretty omnipresent through my childhood. When the uh, mother died, the children for a period of time let out the house above us. The first tenant that they had was a tenant who was only there for probably a couple of months at most. As a boy coming home from school and, you know, going out on the weekends and these kind of things, I'd bump into the tenant periodically. And, you know, I'd say hello, I was very polite, uh, he was very polite back, but he seemed to keep to himself. He was a bit of a kind of strange character in terms of the fact that it was a large house, he didn't have any family, but he was just there. And soon after he left, I found a twenty-two bullet, including the shell and casing, uh, in our driveway. And it struck me as rather curious, because really I didn't have much access to firearms. I mean, aside from, you know, an uncle two and a half days drive away, really I had very little contact with firearms, apart from going to the the War Memorial, which was like the National War Museum in Australia, and seeing a wide variety of guns. I really didn't have much exposure to them through my youth. So to find the bullet in our driveway was very, very curious. And putting the pieces back together after the fact, as one does, I realised that the tenant had actually left almost around the same time that Colin Winchester was shot. Now, Colin Winchester's execution was misprosecuted probably five to maybe seven years after he was executed by a very zealous prosecutor against a local public servant who had various mental health issues, was generally unhinged, but didn't seem like he was the guy who had actually killed Colin Winchester. At the same time, the way in which he was executed was very curious, and the weapon that was used was particularly strange because it was a twenty-two. And it was basically the same kind of weapon that would have fired the bullet that I found on the driveway. This notion of, in one sense, a murder that didn't really need to be solved properly, and on the other sense, my feeling of a tangible connection with the person who had actually killed Colin Winchester, 
left a you know legacy in my childhood that I still can recall today. Tom Barbelay in the Bay Area, signing out.